hosts Jack Gentry and Michael. Today we'll be eating the Domino's Chicken Alfredo Bread Bowl and asking each other random pasta trivia. You're a few bites into the Chicken Alfredo. How is it? Um, in a short amount of time, I am more than a few bites. I've almost hit the bread. There is a, <laughs> uh, a large puddle of grease in the corner. Um... Which I'm not sure where that is coming from. It looks like it was there before the bread was set down. But the crust is very uh, well seasoned. And uh, I have no... I, I can't complain to begin with. An inspirational man right there. So, start out of 10. Sorry, out of 10. What would you rate this bowl? Uh, I'm sure it's it's incredibly high um, carb-wise. And it's 690 calories. It's less than $10. Um, varies by state, and all that grease <laughs> brings it down. Uh, I'd give it, I'd give it a six out of ten right now. All right. So, starting off with our first question: What is the word for a single noodle of spaghetti? Single specifically spaghetti. Specifically spaghetti. So we're not talking, we're not talking uh, rigatoni. We're not nope. talking penny. Nope. My mind immediately goes to, I would say spaghetto, but that seems like the, the name for an angry Italian plumber. Um, sp uh, final answer is spaghetti. Spaghetti? You'd be incorrect. You said it before. It is spaghetto. Not an angry Italian plumber, but a single piece of I'm going to fact check you and say possibly an angry Italian plumber. We, we have not checked all sources. <laughs> Now, before machinery was used to knead pasta dough, what did they use? Before machinery, so what did, I'm guessing bakers made the pasta, or somebody along that line. Huh. And I'm thinking, like, I've seen videos of those South African tribes, or those, those I guess, uh, tribes from Asia that, that beat it with a stick, a long stick. Uh... And I'm guessing it wouldn't be as simple as just beating it with their hands. So I'm going to go some sort of long stick. Incorrect. They used their feet. So I was close. I said hands. Ped. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm beating around the bush here. I'm beating around the pasta. Glowing analogy. I try. I try. <laughs> now, approximately, how many shapes of pasta are there? In production. You know, I'm a man that frequents the pasta aisle. Sometimes when I when I when I feel down, I will make a trip to the pasta aisle from my home. I think all large men do. I, I'm being too large men. I I am a man of stature, large stature. So sometimes I will go and just gander. And there's endless varieties. I picked one up that looked like a. Like a raw green bean the other day, pasta. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the alphabet here, and I would say 26, just like the letters of the alphabet. But I'm gonna bump it up one and say 27. You are shockingly low. I will give you a second chance. I will tell you, it is higher than 150. All right, shockingly was a little rough. It hurt. <laughs> uh, higher than 150. Hmm. I'm going to add 27 to 150. And I'm going to go with uh, 
177 types of pasta. Again, shockingly low. Well, not as shockingly, but still a shock. There are 350 shapes of pasta, approximately. Alright, shockingly is your opinion. This may come as a surprise. That doesn't come yet. Where was pasta first eaten? Well, of course I'd want to say Italy. That would be an easy guess. That would be an easy guess. And I but I think I think I think the country of Italy is a bunch of thieves. Just like just like France did not did not invent french fries. I'm compelled to think back not Christopher Columbus because in 1492 he sailed the ocean blue and in 1493 he stopped to take a pee. I remember that from elementary school. So we're back to the 1400s and I think pasta was there before because Christopher Columbus Seems like a man that, in between plundering and looting innocent people, he could really enjoy a bread bowl of pasta. Don't get us canceled this early. Well, listen, I'm a man of taste. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know, you can go either way. I'm plundering and looting. Um, I'm gonna say, is early back. I'm just gonna guess randomly a thousand BC. I asked where, not when. I'm gonna say in a Mayan village. A Mayan village? A Mayan village. Well, I hate to break it to you, but it was first eaten in China. That's what I said. <laughs> that is what I said. <laughs> and it was mostly discovered there by Marco Polo, who brought in its ranges to where we now consider its home birth of Italy. So you're telling me Marco Polo is known for a child's game in a pool. And this man invented pizza? <laughs> or pasta? <laughs> that is severely underrated. How many pounds of pasta does the average Italian eat in a year? Average Italian. Now, my grandparents are from Italy. And, uh, we're very, we're very... Close to our Italian heritage, and surprisingly, people in Italy are not as portly as you'd think. Which I think is because all the they don't have as many processed foods. I have actually never seen a fat Italian. I I I I, I call nay nay because <laughs> because have you seen some of the gangsters in The Godfather and stuff? And like the main character of The Sopranos, he's portly. And and even Mario, Mario could, Mario could keto. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Italian, so not American Italian, straight Italian. An Italian that lives like in the mountains. How many pounds of pasta per year? I'm going to easily have to go with 95. Hi. The answer is 60. 60 pounds of pasta a year. Which is more than the average American, which I believe is around 30. Well, I mean, I, I put away 90, but we'll let bygones be bygones. Now, heading back to North America, approximately how many boxes of Kraft mac and cheese were purchased in Canada in 2019? Hmm. Interesting question. Now, personally, I'm a Velveeta man. 
Um, which, not a sponsor, but hey. <laughs> I'd call you a communist. Liquid gold, you know, I'll take that sponsorship. And uh, Canada being a knockoff America, it makes sense they would eat craft. I need a lot of it, probably dry. And just, you know, <laughs> ingest the powder in some way. So the question was, the units is boxes. How many boxes per year does the Canadian eat? Or the how country many, of Canada? How, in the country of Canada, how many boxes were purchased in 2019? Purchased. So we have to... So now, we're not saying eat. We have to bring in, you know, crazy doomsday preppers, which Canada, surprisingly, if you've ever taken a drive through Canada, there's a lot of preppers. And craft is the way to go because they like powder. Oh, <laughs> And then what was that we just heard? That was my fourth LaCroix of the day. <laughs> You're just mainlining them at this point. You have you have both hands full with a can of LaCroix, and you are... It's it's impressive, folks. I'm not a fan of LaCroix, but it's impressive. Um, Gotta get that sponsorship. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm going with Velveeta. So, we have to go with the preppers that... As a, as a person that's, that's uh, wondered about prepping and almost delved into that situation, you would go with craft nine times out of ten because when your neighbor larry is is contemplating using your skull as a soup bowl you know you have to be in your apartment for years at a time while he wanders around with your other neighbor glenn on a leash and uh powder is the way to go you don't want you don't want the Velveeta sludge the liquid gold because it'll go bad so i'm gonna say with the preppers involved How many boxes are purchased? 150 million per year. Incorrect. Um, 70 million would be the answer that we are looking for. I'm going to make a call because I don't think they asked the preppers. But, but continue. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be good for now. Costco sells a 27-pound tub of mac and cheese. I'm aware. <laughs> You're familiar with this product? Uh, more than familiar, but I'm going to let you continue. <laughs> How long is the shelf life on this product? Twice. So, sorry, I thought I, I thought you asked if I've ever bathed in a 27-pound jug. Um, uh, how long is the shelf life of a 27-pound tub of macaroni? Now, clearly, we're going back to the preppers. Because you don't... You don't buy this if you're just like, you know, the kids are hungry. You might buy, like, the value three-pack of Kraft or Velveeta. You don't buy 27 pounds. I'm going to say the shelf life is five years. But my gut is telling me two and a half. But locking in final answer, five years. Final answer? The answer is 25 years. The, you don't know if you're going to be hungry for macaroni in 25 years. Um, all right, but uh, good for Costco. Good for Costco. I'll let us slide. And these are more of a open-ended type question. Do you have a family member that aspires to work at a Costco at any point? I, I might have a, um, uh, a father of mine, Robert Gentry, who has mentioned... Becoming a greeter at Costco uh, in retirement. That's that's incredibly brave of him, and I thank him for his future service. Continue. What is your favorite type? <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> that sounded painful. What what is your favorite type of noodle? So the pasta bread bowl that I am currently devouring has penny. And I have two boxes of penne in my uh, cabinets right now. And anytime I go out, if I am in a rush, I will usually grab four to twelve boxes of penne. So I would lean towards penne, but favorite. If I was if I was having the queen over to my apartment right now. No, no. I'm sticking with it. Penne is the best. Because if I choke... I I consume food at an alarming rate. <laughs> Actually, my doctors have talked to me. And law enforcement has been involved with the, <laughs> with the rate that... which Penne is like a lifesaver. Where they make that little hole in the lifesaver so that if a kid chokes on it, they can still breathe. I choose penne because the alarming rate at which I consume pasta, I have choked numerous times per meal and penne would save me if I were to choke. Again. Well, that is some interesting logic. And uh, Jack, what is what is your favorite noodle? Well, I do love a rigatoni noodle, hence it being the main image on our logo. Mm. But I do have a soft spot for the um, it's it's like it's the like the small egg noodles. Mm-hmm. Robert or Mr. Gentry as or father or dad as I call him goes by many names makes a uh, mean Mississippi roast and he uses those egg noodles with it so you're talking like Mueller's egg noodles um, um I'm fairly certain I mean it, it's they kind of look like twist ties that go around a yes yes a uh, yes. bag of bread okay and uh, you say Robert makes a what with them a mean Mississippi roast. It's a like a spicy chuck roast. Okay, I. That does sound incredibly good. Even though I'm halfway done with the bread bowl, so you can tell it it'll hold out. Well, uh, next week we I am trying to think of another pasta dish. Well, then we should uh, we should see what this Robert's asking price is for this Mississippi roast. <laughs> well, we have a... at least five chuck roasts in our freezers. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> That's like a 27-pound thing of macaroni. <laughs> All right, sir, you got more questions for me? I just have two more. All right. Do you prefer tomato or Alfredo sauce? Oh, this is interesting. So my go-to at a restaurant, like Olive Garden or uh, somewhere like Fifth Street Bistro in Perrysburg. It's... I- um. Fifth Street Pub, we've had this argument. The establishment that goes by the name Fifth Street in Perrysburg. Um, <clears throat> when I go there, I get the uh, pasta and meatballs with Alfredo sauce, extra provolone. When I go to Olive Garden, I get the seafood Alfredo. But keep in mind that I was raised where I don't eat out very much. And uh, my, my plumpness is actually... A, a years-long effort to forage and 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 preserve my food because I grew up with two brothers and I I refused to uh, to let them win. Now, yes, that does put me at a at a problem with Doomsday. If I I, I would be the one that would be eaten first, and Larry has mentioned this, uh, my neighbor. Hmm. I. 
Alfredo is definitely the favorite, but I eat tomato sauce five-fold more than Alfredo. You seem like a chunky tomato sauce kind of guy to me. Absolutely not. I take offense to that, and we'll talk after the podcast, because I I I agree to do this with you when you say I'm a chunk. Last question. Let's go. All right. What president regularly ate macaroni soup? Ew. Macaroni soup. It's probably a communist. I'll give you a hint. He had a lot on his mind. Assassination. <laughs> Let's see what you did there. John F. Kennedy doesn't seem like the kind of guy that uh, would eat macaroni soup. I have too much faith in him, so I'm hoping... Who's the ugly tall guy? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Final answer, Abraham Lincoln. It was John F. Kennedy with the macaroni soup. Macaroni soup. Let's hang on. <laughs> We're going to go to our secretary, Google. Google, would you look up macaroni soup? Because now that's just, that sounds disgusting. Macaroni soup right here. Uh, so... Let's see. Macaroni soup. It looks like a chili. With some macaroni elbow noodles. And... So you're going to brown the beef and onions in a soup pot. Get rid of the extra fat. Not a fan already. (laughs) There's garlic, celery, carrots, beef broth, diced tomatoes, corn, and Italian seasoning. Corn and Italian seasoning don't go together. It seems like they can't figure out their lane. There's spinach, salt and pepper as needed. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Jack? Um, I wouldn't seek it out, but if I was offered a bowl, you know, I'd give it a taste. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point something out. That seems to be your answer with every type of food. Is there a type of food that you would not try? Um, yes. If offered? I am not a huge fan of lasagna. Any food that you haven't tried. Any food that I have not tried. Um, I I would have to say... Probably not. I mean, you only live life once, and while accepting random dishes brings my life closer to an end, you know, you might as well taste as much as you can. Corn dog, nacho cheese, powdered sugar. Would you try it? Given how many corn dogs I've heard you consume, have you tried this combination? Corn dog, <laughs> nacho cheese, powdered sugar. Would you try it? Don't flip the question. There's no reason not to. At least like a bite. Interesting. Now I am a corn dog man. You have heard that. And I've recently made the switch from microwaving corn dogs to oven baking corn dogs. And my life will never be the same. Actually, um, I cried tears of joy. 
And I feel like we're getting off topic because that's not a pasta dish, but yeah. You know, one of my favorite dishes pasta-wise that I frequent is penne pasta, olive oil, uh, like New Orleans soul seasoning, parmesan, and cut up spicy Italian sausage. That does sound bussin'. It's it's incredible. So you're out of questions. Do you have any questions for me before we wrap it up? Questions for you. You're stuck on a desert island. Now now we can we can get away from pasta here. You're stuck on a desert island. And uh I wanna point something out here, folks. <laughs> I'm gonna point something out. So Jack and I, being portly men that probably from birth knew our ways around a pasta bowl, it just kind of seemed like, you know, when a baby giraffe, you know, falls that six feet out of the mother's birthing canal and and just knows to walk immediately. Jack and I probably knew what to do with a pasta bread bowl as soon as we were brought into this world, and we both did the same thing. We ate the pasta out of the bread bowl until there was just the bread bowl left. Now, I went the humane route, and I would tear off bite-sized pieces of the pasta bowl and put them in my mouth and eat them. Jack has picked up the whole bread bowl and is eating it like a large donut. I can't look at him. Because <laughs> it's such a power play. I I don't know. How, how would you eat a bread bowl, a listener? You know, I don't think they can respond, but... If Diego listens, we'll be able to tell us next week. We need to remember that. Diego, next week, how would you attack a bread bowl? And this is this is interesting because you mentioned that Diego is is of different descent than us. Yes, Diego is Hispanic. Okay. That's a weird way to put it or even bring it up, but I think by weird you mean polite way. <laughs> <laughs> um so I want to know for next week, and actually, if I could, I'd want to make this a recurring question. How would you attack a bread bowl? So you have eaten the inside of the bread bowl, whatever was held in the bread bowl, in this case, chicken Alfredo. How would you attack that? Now back to my question for Jack. Any food, and I'm going to give you a free spot here in say LaCroix, and you still have three spots left. You're stuck on a desert island, and you can bring an unlimited amount of this food. Oh, that was that dense. was that was his bread bowl. <laughs> um. Well, I would say, like, can I say burgers? And that is like any type of burger, or do I have to like go restaurant specific here? Hmm. You have a prison chef that will drop you off. If you choose a dish, you have a prison chef that will drop these off. So if, for instance, you said Snickers bar, you'd have an unlimited amount of Snickers bars. But if you said burgers, you would have a prison chef that would make you these burgers. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I want to I wanna go down a rabbit hole real quick and hold... Hold the prison chef island and say for a while you were you were passing gas. I'm not going to say which end. Wait. And you sm- you said it smelled like burnt popcorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Do you know if that's a sign of Jack? I cancer, probably. No, an intense gastrointestinal bleed. And you have just brushed it off. <laughs> so, folks, if this goes down to a single host podcast, I just want to say, keep Jack in your hearts and keep eating pasta. Now, back to your, your prison island. Okay, so I'll get specific. I would say um, uh, the meat plate from Dickie's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Remember, the chef has to do his best. Dickie's not making this. Um, the Philly cheesesteak from Penn Station. Mm-hmm. Philly cheesesteak. I um, I would do awful things for Philly <laughs> cheesesteak. And probably um, the. Cajun Alfredo that we make at mm. the Gentry Residence. Mm. What about you? Three dishes. And a Bev. Oh, so the Bev is like the free spot in uh Yes, yes. Bingo. Hmm. Interesting. I gotta say this is a curveball. I didn't expect this question. Don't expect you to switch it around on me. Hmm. Alright, starting with the Bev. Monster Energy. That is an F tier energy drink, but go ahead. Monster Energy is my go to, I think, because of my profession. And Ice cream man is a tough profession. That I'm not one of that. That takes incredible training. <laughs> and for you to imply to the folks that I'm an ice cream man, that's stolen valor. <laughs> stolen valor. Um, so Monster Energy, just because those days on that island can get tedious. Man needs to pick me up, and I don't drink coffee. Food one. Bagels with locks and cream cheese. Prison chef's choice. I was prepared for every dish but locks and cream cheese. You're welcome. (laughs) Second. Trail mix. So versatile. Now, I would like to mention there is a bag of trail mix. Yep. Not three feet from where I'm sitting. Yes. 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 There is. And there are always. <clears throat> anywhere you go in this apartment, you will be no more than five feet from a bag of trail mix. It's strategic and it's purposeful. Anyways, I choose trail mix for anything because no matter what angle or position you are in you can eat a handful of trail mix i'll let, i'll leave that up to the imagination and by that i mean i frequently lay in bed and in the middle of the night i will wake up lean over for a drink of water and take a handful of trail mix and return to my slumber where i dream of trail mix Anyways, 
third and final dish. Third and final dish. Just a good bro uh just a good bratwurst. Good bratwurst. However the chef decides to send it out to me. And I'll be a happy camper. So I think I think that is well what do we got on the uh, what do we got on the agenda for next week? Well, like I said, I'm trying to get my friend Diego Diaz out here, but I do have some other um, guests in mind if Diego is unavailable. Mm. Um, I might go homemade for the pasta next week, or I'm sure we can figure something out. True. Um, and any topic for next week? Well, we did kind of general trivia today. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have some trivia prepared for you and Diego next week. Just kind of keep it simple. And then maybe just some open-ended questions, pasta-related. So the exact same thing. Yes, but I want to make it sound different to keep intrigue up. Alright, well, I am... I have nothing further. Neither do I. Thank you for listening to Rio Tony Radio, and we will see you next week.